Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, it certainly does. It is the third hour of the program. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. All thanks to Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and Sonos. Game-changing sound this festive season. Our next guest, he's game-changing. We're going to throw him the pink ball very, very shortly. Have your say on the Lawn Hub call on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. For the listeners who have missed the first two hours through our SEN track stations, you can catch up via the podcast, Apple and Spotify, wherever you listen to good podcasts through Queensland, Athen and Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy and Nango. Your timing is perfect for this next guest. New South Wales, Griffith Central Coast in the Illawarra and the nation's capital, 13.23am in Canberra. But just before we get to this prized icon, yes, Brian, you want to try something a little bit different. I do. I want to try and get a, a question for the quiz. Yeah. So within this... Interview. So you got to pay attention. So I'm going to ask him. Mm. I want to ask him something about his stats, okay. but I'm going to go a little bit out wide. Mm. I'm going to ask him about Miralitharin. Oh, really? Mutire. Mutire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call him MM. What? How to say it? I'm going to ask him how many test wickets has he got? Because he'll know he is. Okay. Hey, all so is that your question number one? That's my one. question. Yeah. So even if he gets it wrong, right, we've got to go with whatever Nathan Lyon says. Correct. Okay. Whatever he says right. to my question. So you could Google and it could have the right answer, but if he says another number. Correct. Whatever wh- Nathan Lyon says. We're running with that. About Muralitherin. Okay. So that's the uh, IMAR quiz. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Are you opening it up now or as soon as you hear it? Now. Now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I'm just doing this. Yeah. I've got carte blanche today. Mm. Carte blanche, yeah. which is French for? Free for all. Blank yeah. check. Is, is that what it is? Yeah. I got a blank check. I got a blank check blank yesterday. Check. With, you uh, signed it, baby. So one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It's a question I'm going to ask. How many wickets Mira Litherin has got, and he's got the world record. And if you win today, you go into tomorrow's final. Remember, so tomorrow tomorrow's is the final. final, the grand final, where all those prizes. Oh, but good. your carte blanche check. Carte blanche. You'd have to sign for about 70 bucks because there's a Signet Power Bank going out the door today. But in the meantime, we are sitting in pole position. (laughs) Is he he on the line, by the way? Is Nathan on the line? (laughs) He's been waiting. That's okay. He loves the show. Uh, (laughs) The reason we are sitting in pole position on the Test Championship, which we weren't part of, I think it was India and New Zealand last year. Well, at the moment, seeded one is Australia, seeded number two is South Africa. And it is, we're right in the mix, largely on the back of the performance of this young man. Have a listen to him go in the first test against the West Indies. Lions around the wicket, bowling. Mayers is edging and he's caught by Smith at first slip. Mayers goes, Lion strikes again. Players line bowls, goes back here, bowls him. Brathwaite at last has been removed by the Australians. Lion pinning him back. Bowls, lifting up into the outfield, Stark coming in, great catch, slow down. Diving forwards, tremendous stuff. Lyon gets his fifth. Kimar Roach is injured, he's there, yeah. he's beaten his bowls. Nathan Lyon goes straight through. The margin of victory is 164 runs. Eighth all-time wicket-taker in the Test Arena, the one and only Nathan Lyon. G'day, Nathan. 
G'day, gents. How are we? Oh, going good. Hey, All the better for hearing your dulcet tones. Gary, where are you now? What are you doing exactly uh, as we're speaking? As Right now, I just walked out of a press conference yes. and got handed a phone to call you and uh, have oh. a chat. So, oh, so in Adelaide, yep. preparing to go. Oh, okay. Now, Gary, did everyone behave in the press conference? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not. They know that you get a pretty straight answer with me, so uh, they, don't, they don't throw any curly ones anymore. Well, uh, you may know this about us, Nathan, but we're pretty amateur when it comes to journalism and all those sorts of things. What was the major question they asked? We might plagiarise that. Sorry about the pink ball, I bet you. Oh, was it? Would it would have been a pink ball? Yeah, or? yeah. They asked me if, the, if if I could spin a pink ball, which yeah. was pretty interesting. Well, what 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 is the um? Why did we come up with the colour pink? Can someone explain that? Uh, well, we've got white clothes. We're yes. playing white clothes, and it's Test cricket, so yes. the batters uh, wouldn't be able to see the ball. They reckon so. They had to come up with a, a pink ball that you could see under lights. So that's that's all it is. It's okay. not much rocket science behind it. So <laughs> is it because it's the closest thing to red? Is that why they they, they still test cricket? So we'll, we'll just right. go a lighter shade. Right. No, no, I, don't answer that, Nathan. Oh, I'll tell you I, why. I don't know. Like, no, 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 no. Don't answer they go... it. Don't answer it. I'll tell you why. Now, Nathan, yesterday we had Mark Bosnich on, mm. and Brian bagged me for asking why do the keepers wear different colours. When it comes to keeping, and yeah. he said, "Oh, it's so obvious." Blah blah blah. It's the same thing. You're chewing up our time oh. with this great man, okay. eighth all-time Test wicket taker, and you're asking those sort of well, mundane questions. Um, how are we looking ahead of Test number two, hang Nathan? On, it's Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, no, we're looking pretty good, mate. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Obviously, I uh, love playing down here in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. It's going to be another another cracker of a Test. Yeah. Okay. No, mundane, yeah, Brian. Yeah, mundane, not mundane. Mundane. Uh, I got a question for you. Um, Gary, why do we in the cricket fraternity, where did it come from that we have to keep putting in the middle initials when you either bowling or batting? Where does that stem from? I've got no idea. Right, okay. I've got absolutely no so idea. So your M, is it Michael? Yes, it's my good research, please. No, I'm not. <laughs> just, just, well, all I've got in front of me is NM Lion. What's Darren Lockyer's middle name, Brian? I don't know. You wouldn't know, would you? That's what I'm saying. Has it always been like this, Nathan? So when you're a kid, do you go in and put N dot M lion? Uh, when I was a kid, no. No, no okay. So <laughs> it must be when you just play test, test cricket. It's, uh, I don't know. Like, it's just a bizarre sort of thing. Yeah. I find it bizarre. Uh, text message coming through here, and I like this question, actually, Nathan. The question is... Yes. Who's the coolest West Indian you're playing now? So when we're growing up, Brian, they were cool. The West Indians, they walk in on the field, you go. Mm. Who would you say, Nathan, is the coolest West Indian you're playing against? Oh, the coolest. Um, I'm probably going with Kemar Roach, and that's oh. probably just the size of the gold chain around his neck. Yeah. Glad you said gold chain. That's right. what, that was my next question. Yeah. In the old days, I know you, you, you go into the oppositions, which I love about cricket. Yeah. I don't know if you know, uh, Nathan, I played Causey Shield. Oh, yeah. And we always used to go in the Southern Districts all the time after it's under 12s. And when when you do that now, are you all – are they are they showering or what happens when, when you go into a into the opposition's uh, change rooms? Or you just sit around, have a beer, uh, We're probably more sit, sitting around at the end of the series having, having a beer. Um, not many of us jump in the shower and just uh, wait for the opposition to come in. So we're yeah. – Probably more just sitting around having a beer, to be honest uh, with you. Yeah, okay. No, I just wanted to – because Rugby League, we're definitely getting in the spa together. So 
But that's that's the difference between <laughs> rugby league and cricket. The great front row of the West Tigers, Bryce Kibbs, when asked about his chances to play, I'm going to ask you about your skipper here. He said he was a 70-40 chance. Mm. Um, how, <laughs> how's Pat Cummins looking? Um, I know Pat's pretty com- confident, to be honest. Um, but he, he's doing everything uh, he can do to um, hopefully get ready. But um, I know that conversation and stuff's going to be held with our medical team and and Pat and the, and Ronnie. So it's out of my hands, to be honest with you. Good straight bat there, yeah. Nathan. I'm going to give you a pop quiz here. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> I'll start with easy. How many test wickets have you taken? Uh, Four hundred and forty-six. Yeah. What is your average? Um, probably around thirty-one to thirty-two. Yes, thirty-one point nine one. What is your best? What's your figures? Yeah. Eight for fifty in in India. Yeah, in India. Okay, there you go. What about your economy rate? Uh, I'm probably around just over twos. No, high high twos. Let me ask a question. Two point nine four. Let what me ask is, a question that people I wouldn't care know. about. Yeah, is, is there a, a prized wicket? Nathan Lyon, that is outstanding that you just desperately want to get. Um, I know there's a few. Everyone, every new batter that comes out that I haven't played against, that, that that's usually how my mind goes. Okay, I haven't got you out yet. Now I'd like to do that. So how am I going to do it? So um, yeah, I don't really know how to answer that one. That's a power, that's a power play. You get that right because he said no. every new player I haven't played. In other words, he's got all the okay. big dogs. How many fifers have you got, Michelle's? Uh, I reckon around 21. Uh, spot on. I can't believe yeah. the cricketers are so good at remembering their own. What about your batting average? What are you batting at? Uh, I reckon between 12 and 13. <laughs> what is about that, top is, score? Is that it? Nathan. Is that it? Yeah, Fletch, you, you come down the nets and I'll, yes. put, I'll get my big mates to come down and have a go. Yes. No, I want to. Yes. I've faced, I faced Joshy Hazwood. Can I face you? I want to face you. You can face me and I'll bring down Starkey with me. No, 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 Stark. What, and this is another question. What, um, what are you bowling at? Like what speed? Because could I bowl as fast as you? Uh, well, how fast can you bowl, Flit? Well, I don't know, but I reckon I could bowl a hundred. hundred? Well, my average, average pace is probably about 88 to 92 Ks an hour. Okay. So it's all in the, it's all in the technique. Uh, you been watching the, the soccer, mate? Uh, there hasn't been great timings for, for us in Perth. Um, it was 3am game the other day for the Socceroos, so I missed miss that. But um, I might be tuning in for the finals when it comes a, bit, a little Brazil- bit closer. The Brazilians were very good today. Nathan's got to go. There's a stack of people wanted to, to grab him. But yeah, I want- well, this is more interesting. Yeah, Nathan, what- are you having more fun here or are you having more fun <laughs> talking to Crash Craddock? <laughs> <laughs> Let you know I love, love having a chat, I don't. chat with you I guys. Oh, by the way. No, hey, Brian, I know hey. the scenario. There's a media manager <laughs> wanting you. I'm saying Nathan, we're going to go. I just got to say. Yeah. I got, I've been accosted by many people about yeah. your budgie smugglers, yes. Nathan. I was lucky enough to get yes. a pair off you. Where do they, are they still available? Yeah, I believe they are at budgie smuggler. So, um, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen any photo of you wearing them yet, so uh, I, don't, I don't know if you do have any. Yeah, great question, Scoop. I'll, I'll give you yeah, a Yeah, you get budgie smugglers from budgie smuggler. No, That'll do me. What I said, um, yeah. are they still available? Don't, listen, <laughs> Halfway down the pitch, you bailed out, you run out. is shitting himself no. because there's some bloke standing behind no, you. No, but I need to up. ask one last don't question. Be because job. No, it's important. There are only people. Brian, it's important. There are only people. And if people were at the press conference were doing their job, they would have asked him this question. It's a very – we've been having a lot of fun. But Nathan – the great, late Shane Warne. 
He's been elevated to legend status in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. I think you, this would be the best question to ask you last, to have your thoughts on the great man getting the legend status. Oh, mate, to be honest with you, uh, he had the legend status well well before uh, the other day, to be honest with you. So I uh, couldn't couldn't think of anyone who uh, deserves, deserves it more than what Warney. So, um, yeah, no, pretty happy with, happy with that. Nathan Lyon answered it perfectly. Mate, we appreciate your time. We know you're getting... Uh, Hang on, before he goes. No, before let him go, goes. Brian. What about uh, Mira Litherin? How many wickets has he taken? <laughs> Just hang up, Nathan. Uh, you have to... 800, wasn't it, mate? 800 on the knocker. Mm. He's had 10 wickets in innings, 22 Don't times. So... How many times did he chuck it? <laughs> Out of those 10... <laughs> see you, Brian. Thanks, yeah, Joel. Okay, Nathan. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Nathan Lyon joining thank the run you, home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, finally, finally escaped, Well, he Brian. just basically got hooked. Yeah. Yes. Didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, we've got the quiz speaking about hooked. We need to hook a couple of uh, people onto this quiz. So, yes. so the question is, for the Signet Power Bank, remembering to tomorrow's grand final. Muir Litherin. Yes. What's the question? Muir Litherin. Yes. How many wickets did he take? Test wickets. Yeah, but it was. It's a world record. And it doesn't have to be the exact answer. Whatever well, Nathan, whatever Nathan said. Lyon said. I call him Gary. Yeah. I call him Nathan. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And the beauty of this, yeah. listener, the beauty of this is that listener. you will go You're into the final tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen up, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Hey, you, if you don't, let no, me... Danny says, uh, please stop calling him Nathan. You're giving me anxiety and surely pissing off the goat. <laughs> well, that's his name. Okay, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Let's get this no, quiz going. And just repeating, how many wickets did Mitire? Mural Litherin. <laughs> How many test wickets, yes. according to Gaz, yes. did he take? Okay, test let's wickets. get into it, CeeLo. It's time for the Run Home with Joel and Fletch quiz for IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR. Yeah, Danny goes on to say, I don't know if this is a, a trivia question or not. Brooksy, please do a Nathan count for this interview. Please, he says. Uh, ben from Penrose is going to kick us off. Hey, Benny. Benny boy. How you going, boys? Going great, Benny. How are you getting it, Benny? You getting it good? Mate, getting after it. Yeah, good work. Uh, how many wickets? The great MM. Uh, 800 of the bat. Yep, he certainly did. Mm. Whether or not Daryl Hare would have given him any because he was the one who kept pulling him up. Oh, mate. Okay. He was a chucker. He was a chucker. <laughs> let's be, let's be. I mean, it's in the laws of the game, you've got to have a straight arm. Yeah. Anywho... Malinga, Thriller <laughs> in Manila was a fight between which two heavyweight boxers? The Thriller in Manila. Uh, Muhammad Ali and George Foreman? No, no, that was another one. That was very, very similar. But, uh, Sugar, you'll have to go to the – I don't have the little box there. Oh, okay. We go to uh, Fitzy from Helensburg. Hey, Fitzman. Boys. How's, how's it going? Yeah, getting a good fishy. <laughs> Blake, this show's absolute chaos, and I bloody love it so much. Thank you, Blakey. Hello. <laughs> no, no intro. No intro from Brooks there. No, 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 no intro. Okay, Thriller in Manila. <laughs> in the deep end. Yeah. Fitzman, Fitzman, Thriller in Manila was a fight. Oh. Which, which two heavy, heavyweight boxes? Uh, uh, quickly, if if I come through here, do I get? Two signet power banks, or do I? I'm still waiting on the other one from uh, from Brooksy. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got double yeah, or nothing for you. April. Let's double give you two. I tell you, I tell you what. If you get through, 
definitely. I'll give you an A. Have you got an A grade hat yet? No, I don't. But I've I've been I've been trying to get them on the eBay. Oh, hang, oh, hang on, on. Oh. Yeah, hang on. Who's putting them on an, e- an eBay? Um, I don't know the the location. I've got my radius out. It's like a Blacktown Lux. Uh, Bottle of Robert or Bob or something. Oh. <laughs> well played, Fitz. Well played. Yes, you'll be getting, you'll get one. His I, absence has been noted too today. I know. Yeah. After Michael. Yeah. After the yesterday, the oh, battle. That's right. Uh, let's do this. Thriller in Manila was a Michael fight. Who? Fight between two heavyweights. Uh, Joe, Fra- Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier the third. Yeah, I believe. Smoking. Yeah. What yeah. event did Kathy Freeman win gold at? At the Sydney Olympics Games in the year 2000. What event? 400. Yes. 400, 400. what? 400 what? 400 sprint run. Canter. She did it easy. <laughs> she did. What was the colour of her suit? The, he- the, the the top of the suit. Around the... Oh, I'm colourblind. I'm colourblind. I want to say, like, I don't know, grey, silver. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice well played. Metallic. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Fitzy, you're, you're giving like eight or eight or nine answers. Mm. I love it. Okay, so the, the sad <laughs> passing of Kirsty Alley. The sad passing of Kirsty Alley today. She, uh, mm. she was in cheers. Yep. Look who's talking. Yep. She had that uh, beautiful eyes. Yep. Beautiful eyes. Husky, Sul- sultry. Husky voice. Yeah. Mm. yeah. She was uh, quite the uh, actress. <laughs> Name me two <laughs> characters from the TV show. Uh. Cheers. I need a character names in oh, full. Question. In full. Oh, it's long before my time. I'm only... Stop uh, Googling. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not, I don't, I'm not that quick. I'm not that fast. No, that's why you take um, your time. Got, <laughs> Frasier. Ooh. Mm. Right, Norm Preston and... Diane Chambers. Oh, you've Googled oh, that. Oh, Diane Chambers. That Piss off, Fitzy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, where's your machine that sees where they're going? Oh, Is it come up or not? I don't even know Norm's surname. You're off your head. Okay. Fitzy, you're sacked. off your head. Okay, Adam from No, nah, no, I'll give him another song. I'll give, oh. you, another, I'll give you another. Look, yeah, come on. All right. The song, the opening song, if you can sing it a cappella, you go through it. <laughs> Uh, I can't sing, but what if I can spell a cappella instead? No, nah, come on. It's where you want. No, nah, I don't. Don't even know it. I don't. I can't Google that quick. Yeah, well, at least you're honest that you Googled. At least you're honest. Uh, let's go to Greg from Blacktown. Greg, Grego. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Greg. How are you, bro? <laughs> Greg, the opening song yes. to Cheers is. Can you sing it for me. Nah, I'm not a singer either. Come on, Greg. I know you're going to have some pizza <laughs> later on. Turn cheers yeah, on. Nah. Well, Tuesday. Yeah, what's, yeah. Okay. No pizza on Tuesday. No, apple. Apple time. No, no pizza tonight. No, no. What, oh, okay, what are you going to have then? something else planned. Don't worry. Nah. What? We'll give it to the next player. Give him a go. No, no, okay. no, no. No way, Greg. <laughs> Greg, what about this? Can I, can I tempt you into having some butter chicken with naan bread? <laughs> no. No, not tonight. No. I've got it all planned. What what's right, your plan? What's, what's your plan? Okay. Um, give it to the next player. Honey King Prawns. Oh! <laughs> yes, Grego. Let's go. Honey King Prawns. What about rice, Grego? <laughs> Condoleezza. He's just fallen off the line there. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. He's 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 dropping the mic. <laughs> Adam from Esk. 
Are we missing <laughs> an eye? Are we missing an eye there? <laughs> oh, mate, yeah, there's an esky full of beer there. Oh, all right, Adam, just sing the song, mate, and you're, you're almost through. And then, right, yeah. So, what do you want? You want cheese? Cheers. Everybody knows your name, and they're always glad you came. Yes. You want to be where you can see our troubles all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. All right, this is the last question, and Sugar Kane has got it for you. Yeah, 1938, actress Betty Davis sadly divorces this musician, Harmon Nelson. Now, Betty Davis, there's a song written about her, and I need to press the protest button. Can you press the protest button, please, Alex? Hold all tickets, protest. Thanks, mate. Ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. There was a song about Betty Davis having the great eyes. Who sang that song? Oh, shit. Um, Did you say uh, Kim Carnes? Oh, I did say King <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Mate, we've got to go. We've yeah. got to go. You, you were waxing lyrically too much with Greg from Blacktown. Well, he's got Honey King so Prawns. You've been he's gone from an apple to Honey King Prawns. Kiss on the tush by a rainbow, Adam. Well done to you. Uh, plenty more still to come Fitzy, right up after off, this. you brother. Fitzy got ripped off. Yeah, welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. By G, the text board has been very, very busy. A lot of people wanting to know what Wacky Team Wednesday is going to be tomorrow, but we'll reveal that a little bit later. A little bit of sentimental one tomorrow, isn't it, Brian? Well, it is. The tragic news of Kirsty Alley, um, who was fantastic in the TV show Cheers. So I think we're going to be going down that path. Yes, not the alley. Not the alley. Okay, right. Anything to do with maybe an alley, a path, a road, a bridge. Or or a pub. Uh, 1-300-01-1170. Say yeah, nah to Qatar and yes to sportsmen. (laughs) (laughs) The easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly (laughs) and the coal miner is back, baby. How are you, mate? How are we, boys? Not surprised the text board is like, no, today's show has been uh, off the charts. Really loving what what you're putting down. Yeah. Hang on. Speaking of which, did I just hear a can opening? Well, that's, (laughs) That's what Nathan Lyon does for you. When you hear Nathan Lyon, <laughs> you just immediately want to crack one open, don't you, Sean? Yeah. Mm. You do. Yeah. What day? I don't even know what day it is. Yeah, Tuesday is Thursday, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah, we're up and about here at Sportsbet. <laughs> Righto, Seanie, as you're up and about, uh, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> well, I thought we may as well start with the uh, with the World Cup, boys. Now, I was going to read out the odds and sort of go through the prices, but they are a little bit redundant now. The traders uh, here on the trading floor have, uh, have been waiting with bated breath to hear what... Gordon the Goose Gordon. is tipping in, in tonight's matches. Now, we've got Morocco v Spain. As I said, I can read the prices, but they're a bit redundant because they're going to yeah. change as soon as we find out what Gordon wants to back or who he's tipping. Mm. Or Portugal v Switzerland. Now, is Gordon, is Gordon around there, Fletch? I'm, I'm really keen on the boys here. Well, there he is. That was him yesterday. I've got to go out. I've just left him in the in a free go range farm. It's on a cage. Mm. Gordon's not in a cage. That was him yesterday's, but I will go out and, and I'll get him. After I speak to you, I'll go. I'll go, go. Shawnee, what about this bloke? The hide, the temerity, the gall, the audacity, all those mm. sorts of things. Gordon nailed it with Croatia yesterday, and that's why your traders are uh, hovered around the wireless mm. like those uh, yeah. English cricketers yesterday. Why mm. did you even – you came in today, you said, oh, which of my animals do you want to use today? Because I've got Arthur, and Arthur <laughs> wants to get out. Well, bad luck, Arthur. Arthur the armadillo, he's just sitting at home – and he keeps digging holes. We'll keep digging, brother. The, and all my paving's coming up. So keep what am I going to do with Arthur? I keep digging him in pockets to back Gordon's tips. That's all what right, I keep I'll doing. So, Gordon, okay, yeah. so which which games are you going to talk about? Sean's got uh, the odds there. Morocco versus Spain or Portugal versus Switzerland. I think we're going to do Portugal and Switzerland. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. He, he, well, I know. Should I, should I tease? Should I tease Gordon with the prices first? Yes, and then, please. And then we can sort of get his tip. All right. So Portugal yeah. are the favourites here against the Swiss. Switzerland four dollars forty. Portugal a dollar eighty six. Now this one, the winner you would think is going to play Spain. Spain are pretty short in their match against Morocco. Dollar fifty three. The Moroccans big outside us. That's going to set up a mouth watering uh, quarterfinal. So. Well, what, what say you, Gordon the Goose? Is he is he in? No, the, he's, he's no, in the he's, studio no, no, no. Brian has just left. Or? No, no, no. He right. has just left the studio, and mm. uh, he's gone out to his free range uh, place that he calls it, and go, he's coming in now. Um, so, <laughs> w- what did he say, boys? That he was going to talk about which game? Portugal, Switzerland. Portugal, Portugal, Portugal yeah. Switzerland. Yep. Here he is. Here he is. Well done last night, Gordon. Croatia, you beauty. Extra time. <laughs> they don't draw pictures, though, Brian. Hello, All Gordon. Right. All right, we're going to do this now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's your language, Gordon? <laughs> that was Gordon, not Brian, by the way. Sorry, 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 feathers. All right, yeah. let's do this. Um, what's he going to go? Give me a honk, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon, fire up. Yeah, Portugal. <laughs> Switzerland. Portugal versus Switzerland. He's going Switzerland? No, no, no. I'm going to give him the option here because it's a draw as well. Uh. Draw. Oh. Draw. Oh, it's, draw's oh. gone. He's gone the draw. But hang on, hang on. So, so is that is that 90 minutes? So what's... Gordon, <laughs> calm down. Jeez, he's keen on the draw. Jeez, he's keen on the draw. Gordon, get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Jeez, he's, he's fired up. He's doubling down on Croatia's victory. So, so he's Sean. On he's on the draw, everyone. So just explain the draw to the sports bet uh, listeners if, and the punters there. If that carry on from Gordon doesn't scream max bet on the draw tonight for me, I don't know what's going on. So the draw is obviously only on 90 minutes. Now, if it is a draw, it will then go to extra time. But we actually pay on this three-way market. So the draw is currently $3.40. Oh. But I'd suggest, you, I'd suggest you want to get on quick because when, when our punters get wind of what Gordon's backing, and he seems very, very keen. With that sort of carry on, then I don't think three dollars forty is going to be there for much longer. No, I'm, t- I'm t- buggered. He's, geez, I feel like <laughs> he, I feel like Mickey and Rocky. Is he above <laughs> average size? Hey, is, it, is he above average size? Yeah, for he's a... massive. Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell, he's hard to handle. You should see him around here running. I tell you what, he loves doing. He loves going like in, up into like the thighs yeah. of pants, like trousers. Oh, yeah. You got to laugh those caraways though. He's, he's Clearly no, had too many. The caraway sees. Yeah. So he's gone the draw. Ryan's I, out of breath. I missed all that. What was the draw price? Sorry. Draw draws three dollars forty. Three dollars forty. As as I said, I don't think it's going to be that price for much longer. Nah. When the when the money when the money finds out that Gordon the Goose is uh, is very very keen on the draw after ninety minutes, obviously remember <laughs> after ninety minutes. Um, that was my that was my next question. Yeah. So we don't need That's we don't need a um, plunge. We don't need shootout. We just needed to go to extra time. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yes. Gay and then Gordon. once once we're there, so if you do think that and you want to take the uh, extra time out of the equation and just simply back like a head-to-head market as you would in the in the footy, uh, there's a qualifier for next round, which is right under the win draw win market. So if you just want to take the take the stress out of potentially it being a draw or whatnot, you can back Portugal at a dollar forty. I wonder what Gordon uh, is keen on there. We know he likes a draw, uh, but I wonder who he thinks is going to qualify for the next round: Portugal Gordon, or Switzerland, is, or has he ran away? Gordon is not coming anywhere. Get back in here. Mm. He only does one a day. He's not into the cricket, is he? Well, nah, no, hates cricket. No. Hates the cricket. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how I like a bit of backyard cricket. He just wanders around, yeah. steals the ball. Mm. Wait till I get Arthur. 
Uh, I'm desperate to get after Arthur him. won't get a start. So is so is Gordon is Gordon leaving at your joint Fletch and you just bring him into work every day? Is that is that how it works? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a, yeah. me and the neighbour next to the Polish neighbour, we share the backyards. <laughs> There's all sorts what of the exotic like? animals. He likes Potts points. <laughs> so there is talk. The boys the boys Yeah. I think I think Gordon might like them too, just quietly. The Potsies. <laughs> yeah. What about a sloth? Mm. Don't worry about mate. You're looking too Martinez, far ahead. Martinez, my neighbour, he's got a sloth. Martinez, yeah, you're looking my too neighbor. far ahead. I call him Martin. You, you know the story about the boy and the horse in the woods where the they couldn't find a way out, and the horse said to the boy, "What's wrong?" He said, "I can't find the way out." He said, "Can you see your next step?" He said, "I can see my next step." He said, "Well, just take that." That's what we're doing with Gordon. We're not worried about Arthur. That's we're not story, worried about sloths or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Hansel and Gretel. What, 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 you just made that up. A horse take the, so a horse can talk. What's it? Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, anyway, what is happening in the cricket? So mm. sadly, sadly, very, very sadly, Brian mm. and I are most upset about this. We're going to have Thursday off due to the cricket, Brian. We're so annoyed by that. Aren't yeah. We? Mm. Two two weeks in a row, you're only doing yeah. sort of half half right. weeks at work. That must be that must be really sort of heartbreaking. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much a carbon copy of the of the first test. The Aussies a dollar ten. A little bit of injury concern around those. So I'm not sure I'd be stemming into that. The draw, which we know uh, Gordon loves in the soccer. I wonder if he likes a draw in the cricket as well. That's eleven dollars fifty, uh, and the windies to cause a big upset in the second test fourteen bucks. But you would think the Aussies, even with a few injury concerns around, are going to do it pretty easy in the second test. Tin Man's on the text line, and you can have your say, by the way, 0457 736 736. He, he's got some mail that you're out on the town tonight with noodles. Is that right? Yeah, there'll be noodles. There'll be uh, – Tin Man will be there himself. Although we're missing, we're going to miss the squirrels. Squirrels down in Mexico for oh, a couple okay. of nights. So uh, that could be a blessing in disguise. Jeez, he was, he was very bullish on that dog last Mandura. week. Mandura. One by ten lengths. Did it? The other favourite was out, so I think it was a dollar – Forty. No, it hand. started at a dollar. Well, it was two dollars oh five. It jumped at a dollar twenty. Yeah, because there was I can, a deductions. I one can, by ten. I lengths. can confirm. Yes. I can confirm as we speak. He is ensconced in form for Dapto on Thursday night. We're making a little trip down to Dapto on Thursday night, and all he's doing for the next two days is screw. He's locked himself in a room. He's got the form. He's got the speed maps. He's got everything. So. Get your pens and uh, paper ready on Thursday. We hopefully should have some winners for you, Dapto. Okay. Yeah, the big race at Dapto on Thursday night too. So looking okay. forward mm. to that. Sports bet well and truly behind that as well. Do you like a run uh, scorer in the test match, Shawnee, at all? I know there's plenty of BYO markets. Yeah, no, I'm going to wait to uh, to see what Gordon or – what what other animal? Is it an aardvark? It's the cricket man. Armadillo. Fletch? No, no, he doesn't, do, he doesn't do cricket. It's all, it's all football. All of it's football. Oh, okay. Well, I, I only bet what Gordon and uh, the Aardvark or Armadillo's <laughs> Armadillo. Out, so I've got nothing for you, Shook. Yeah, the Sorry, Armadillo's Armadillo. overrated. Oh, uh, anyway, so Sportsbet do have all the markets, Australia versus the West Indies. Uh, say yeah. go to Noodle for us and say, yeah, nada Qatar. And yes, the Sportsbet, the easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly. Great to chat, Cole Miner. See you, boys. Chat See you, Shawnee. The Magic Goose, Brian. Gordon, yes. the golden-giving Magic Goose. If he does it again. Yeah. We won't be killing him. So he's going the draw. We won't be stuffing him. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I just hope Arthur never gets to handle the pigskin and Gordon takes us all the way to the Gordon town. Anyway, I tell you what, the listeners are loving this Mm. and I'm loving this. True Crime Tuesday, Brian. And you know what I'm particularly excited about today? Most of the stories I reckon I've known 85% of what's gone down. Yep. I'm going into this. Brooksy has teased a little bit of it. Yep. It's on Netflix. It's called DB Cooper, Where Are You? Yep. And I know next to nothing about it, which makes me so excited. Do you know much about the story? 
a little bit, but um, yeah, Toby, Toby, our man, yes, will will be all over this. He'll be all over it. I'm pleased to say he is the doyen when it comes to True Crime Tuesday. Our very own on a Tuesday, our Toby Tuesday, our sweet Toby Tuesday. How are you, mate? Good boys, how are we? Yeah, oh, we're going I'm pumped good. for this. Pumped going for this, Tobes. So can I? I'll, I'm going to bit of an intro. Yeah. So yeah, the DB Cooper, not his real name. No. Um, it's on Netflix at the moment, and it is a cracking story, apparently. Mm. And Toby, take it away. Actually, before we do take it away, Brian, yes. because we are humbly growing at a rate of knots our little show. So some people may not have heard True Crime Tuesday and Toby Dow. Can you just recap our man? Okay, so Toby uh, is an author, yes. best-selling author yes. of a book called Psalm. Starting with P. The P, yes. and it's a thriller. Yes, it's very, very scary. Yeah. Don't read it at night. Yes, and it uh, Toby's done all the research. It's based on a serial killer. It's based on a lot of other crimes that yes. have gone out, and he's done a lot of research. But we asked Toby. We said, Toby, let's lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, and Toby just said, <laughs> Toby said, fine, I'm happy to do that. Yes, yes. Now, Tobes, haven't been attacked by the Bondi yes. beast. Go. No. Okay, Dan Cooper. So this is one of the most fascinating, I suppose you say, crimes, unsolved crimes in, a mur- in, sorry, in, a murder, in American history. So it's still to this day, obviously, with Netflix now coming out and doing a special on it. Um, so the story is on Thanksgiving Eve in 1971, so that's November 24 for people like you, Brian, a man by the name of Dan <laughs> Cooper purchased a one-way uh, ticket on Northwest Flight 304 from Portland to Seattle. Now, the flight is normally anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes, give or take. And shortly after takeoff, he passed a note to the stewardess. Now, the gentleman was actually uh, neatly dressed, presented well, sort of handsome type guy. So he didn't try to hide the fact. He had glasses on, smoked, drank uh, bourbon and lemonade, I think it was, down the back. In the back, 18E was his seat number. Uh, he boarded the plane. The plane was a Boeing 727, which we'll get back to because it's... Uh, a big piece in this in this puzzle. So shortly after takeoff, he passed a note to the stewardess, informed her he had a, a bomb on board because he had a briefcase with him. He got her to sit down next to him. He showed her the briefcase, opened it up. He had four red cylinders inside. He had a couple of wires attached to it. Obviously, it was all fake, but she didn't know that. So she alerted the um, the captain. And he said what he wanted, the plane to land in Seattle. He wanted everyone to get off once he got the... He, wanted, he, he demanded, sorry, $200,000 in cash in hundreds and $20 notes. And also four parachutes. So when they landed in Seattle, the captain obviously organised with authorities. They refilled the plane. They handed him a, a sack full of money. He wanted it in a uh, backpack, but they gave it to him like just in uh, towels and that. So he had to uh, use the uh, some of the parachutes he took. So they gave him four parachutes. Two were two parachutes were parachutes that were like just used for display. So they were fake parachutes, and the other two were military grade. Um, those big sort of long ones you see when they jump off the back of the plane that have those elongated type parachutes look like a squid. They uh, refueled the plane, took a while. He uh, gave the captain his coordinates where to fly to Mexico City. He was to fly at below 10,000 feet because obviously the plane can be depressurized and also to fly at the slowest speed possible for the plane to go, a 727 without it stalling. So it was around about 118 miles an hour, which is about 185 kilometres in, in our terms. And obviously under the 10,000 feet, because he, he, his plan was to jump out of the plane. 
Now, this is where it gets interesting. So about 20 minutes after takeoff, they got everyone off the plane. And about 20 minutes after takeoff, they're heading to Mexico City. He sat the lady down, gave her the instructions what to do. She went up to the cockpit, closed the door, closed the uh, curtains between the business class and economy. He then proceeded to stash the money in one of the back in one of the parachute cases that um, that he was given, and he knew which parachutes to use. Now they say that he he wasn't a trained parachutist; he wouldn't know they were fake. But he did obviously use the ones that he knew were real. So we'll get to that in a minute as to who it could have been. Sorry, so then, I, sorry, Tobes, just going back. Yeah. Did, did the authorities give him the bodgy parachutes, hoping he would take those ones? Well, they don't say that, but yeah, so they handed, there was two, two of them were um, dummy ones, yeah, and there was two normal ones, so I'm not sure if they did it on purpose or to test him out, because they weren't, the problem with that was that they weren't sure if he was going to get someone else to jump with him, mm. so um, one of them was actually a, like a display parachute, Right, and so, they said, had, like, and it wasn't even uh, set up properly. So, had he used that one, yeah, he would have died. But had he given it to someone else, they probably would have. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly why they did. They don't really talk about it. So, uh, but the one he chose, like, he knew which one to use, gotcha. though. And yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. I'll get to that one in a minute. So then, you know, at about 20 minutes after takeoff over, sort of Vancouver, Washington area, uh, the captain and the first officer, the flight attendants, they realised their ears popped that the cabin pressure had gone down. Now he also told them to fly with the landing gear down. And I think it was more a stalling tactic because when you're flying at a slower speed, they obviously knew they were probably going to get tailed, which they did. But it makes it harder for the jets and that that are flying behind him to follow him because they've got to go at a certain speed, which means they'd overtake the plane. So they had to oh. fly in like S-shaped format. He's got military so, training, this bloke, for sure. He's in the Army. Brian, you've watched. Let, let's get to that, Brian. I haven't watched Please, it. No, I haven't watched it. Come I've on. Just, this, oh, you haven't? I've just picked it up. I'm very good. You're a lot, lot smarter than what I thought. So, <laughs> 20, so 20 minutes in, he... Mate, he, he walked, he lowered the back stairs. So this is what I was talking about. The 727 back then, Boeing 727, they have those aft uh, folding stairs that come underneath the tailgate and they fold down and you can disembark through the back stairs. Now, no one knew that you could fly the plane with these open. There was actually, they say on the documentary, that they did a test in Uruguay. Only, there's only a handful of people there to see if you could actually do it. But he knew all about it because he argued with the captain that you were able to fly with the stairs down. So this is what, what Brian was getting at that mm. um, when we talk, look into who it could have been. So then obviously he jumped out into the night sky. It was actually, yeah, it was a, um, it was a very rough night. There was a lot of wind, a lot of rain. He strapped the, uh, the money to himself. Put the, so the, sorry, the four parachutes, two are normal where you see on the backpack type parachutes. And the other two were those, the military grade where you tie them to the front, you see them at the front and they release from the front. So he obviously used that one. He jumped off. He knew what he was doing released the parachute and just flew up into the night sky. And that was the last they ever saw of him. No one has ever, there's been no body found, no parachute found. Now, we get to some of the the gritty bits about it, like Brian was saying, the parachute. He knew about the parachute. Um, And and that's part of it. It's a bit of contingency here with what, some people say he had no parachute experience at all or no military experience, but most believe he did. So he left behind a necktie. And the necktie had a, a tie pin on it. And it was only recently they've been doing a lot of, uh, I suppose you said, where they find out what type of materials were left on the, like, not DNA, but, well, they did find DNA on it. They're like, like aluminium. So they found a titanium slash. There was another type of uh, mineral they found with it that they used with titanium 
and this mineral to make uh, fabrication for sheet metal for like Boeing and other planes back Ooh. then in the day. So they're now saying, I reckon it was one company that made it that he may have been working that company because there's a lot of things he knew about Boeing, a lot of things he knew about the plane specifically, how it could fly at a certain uh, height, a certain speed with aft stairs and landing gear down. He knew all the specifics of the plane. He knew where to jump, where over the jump range was a very small window of no um, radar detection. He, he was, it, was a very, it was a very well-planned move. I suppose everyone's always watched movies or TV shows or documentaries. You go, imagine me able to do that. You know, be able to get away with it, like an Ocean's Eleven-style thing or even like Escape from uh, Alcatraz. And this guy did it. This guy got away with it, and he's got away with it since. He's been one of the most sought-after. He's been one of the most sought-after characters. So there's been so many sleuths, and you could imagine America. Every year, they actually have a uh, DB Cooper con where people dress up as him and they have it like a, it's weird. Um, and they all go there. 51 so, years ago. And to, and mate, Tobes, yeah. did he just do 200,000 because he thought, you know, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of money back there. That's the about $2 million now. Yeah. So well, I think, I think, a a, I think that equates to like 1.2 1. or something now. Mm, okay. well, which is not huge. So, now, so he just did enough so people just forget about it. They go, oh, you got away with it. Well, yeah, but they don't forget about it because you remember it's, it's not just, it's, it's hijacking of a plane. It's kidnapping of people. It's like you get charged with everything. Like it's aviational. You just don't get charged. So it's federal offences. Like when they, you run through, you have a look at the list of what he would have been charged with. That's huge. Like he wasn't looking at just stealing money. Like it's a massive, what he's done would have come with huge consequences. So he, um, mate, to do it though and get away with it, like to know all he did about Boeing, like in the documentary, they talk about how in Uruguay they did the test. There was only 12 people there or something that knew about these back stairs because they didn't want, no one to do it. They just want to sort of thought to the people in Boeing, especially the pilots, you can't fly with it down. So there was no danger of that ever happening. So not many people actually knew about it. He did. He knew He knew you could do all this. Not only that, he knew about the jump ranges. He knew about the, the pressurization of the cabins. He knew. So this guy was like, he was highly intelligent. They, they do say most of the people that you look at that they, they deem as suspects or witnesses, majority of them do have a military background, uh, parachuting, uh, Korean War, Vietnam, there's a lot of them that all come from that sort of background, pilots, helicopter pilots, that they know exactly what they're doing within the aviation industry. It's remarkable what he's done. So I think it was in 1980, so he got away with all that money. In 1980, I've got it here, there was an 80-year-old man called Brian Ingram who was on holidays in the Columbia River, River, sorry, which is about nine miles southwest of Vancouver, Washington, and he found three packets of the ransom money. Ooh. And they knew it was, they know it's his ransom money because obviously they they did a, a microfilm of all the uh, the notes, what the numbers on the Oh, the before they numbers. gave them out. Yeah. That's a, that's a big yeah. So 5,800 uh, out of the three packets uh, while he was he was just moving sand on a river to start a campfire. And and he found he found the money. So they're not sure. Some say the money was washed up there. Others say it was placed there. There's all different analysis of the money as to how long it had been there, uh, you know, the degrading of it, et cetera. So... Mate, it's just one of those fascinating stories. It's, it's sort of like, I suppose you could say, the you know the Morris brothers that escaped from uh, Alcatraz where no one really knows. Everyone has their theories, but you're just never going to know what happened with it. There's a lot of people who come out since, people saying it's their fathers, their uncles. There was a girl that came out and said she definitely believes it was her uncle because her and her father were in that area one day and they were doing walkie-talkie tests with her father. Like, And he, she's asked what they were doing. He said, oh, I can't tell you. You'll probably end up finding out one day. And she wow. said, it was exactly exactly where it happened. So, 
they say he didn't have anyone else, but look, I suppose we discussed JFK. We said you're never going to find out all there what they know about it. And you're probably not going to know in this case either. Like, you'll know there's only so much you'll find out because there's one thing the authorities don't like, and that's being made fools of, and they won't want to. You know, they'll keep this open as long as they can to try and find find out who it is. It's it's a fascinating story, especially 100%. when you watch the series. Hey, Tobes, it's on Netflix. DB Cooper, where are you? Is what it's called, uh, mate. True Crime Tuesday. You are our mm. Tuesday, Toby. Mate, what I want to do next week, so I reckon, Brian, tomorrow we land on it because I want our, and Toby used the term sleuths, I want our listeners to be sleuths. So if we know a week in advance what Toby's going to be previewing, we can all get involved in it. What do you reckon, Tobes? Yeah, let's do that. Beautiful. Yep, so let's let's give him what we want to talk about next week tomorrow. Okay. And then we, we've got a whole week to build up. If the <laughs> listeners want to go, for example, watch DB Cooper, where are you? Uh, we can do that. Toby, True Crime Tuesday on fire again. We appreciate it, mate. Boys, have a good one. Thanks, there Toby. Is, uh, Toby Dow, our True Crime correspondent. Uh, 1300-01-1170 is our open line. After the run home, we've got Sports Day with Scotty Sattler and... Jason, the Frenchie Matthews, Woogie, we're looking forward to that. Uh, special guest Warriors coach Andrew Webster. What a champion bloke Andrew Webster is. Uh, all talk with Hello Sport coming up. Special guest Justin Horro, who's a champion fellow as well. And tomorrow on the run home, Brian, wacky team Wednesday, and it's going to relate to Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley. So Kirsty Alley was in Cheers, one of the great shows. Yeah. One of my favourite shows. Mm. So do you want to release it now? The wacky Why not? Team? Why not? All right, well, let's do it. And it's only going to be a team of 13. Mm. You've got the Cheers, you've got Norm, you've got Cliffy Clavin yep. sitting up there, you've got Coach. Well, let's come up with our own 13 that you would like to be having a beer with at that party. So there's 13 bar stools vacant. Yep. Right, to celebrate the life of Kirsty Alley. Alley, right, with all the cheers. And we're going to fill them. We're going to fill them up. So I who, can see who, Bob, who do you Bob want Hawk. There? Bob Hawk. Bob yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Back rower. Well, He's, you know who we need to talk to then? Who? Brooksy, get on to Stewie Laundy. He's a pub baron. Oh, yeah. So let's get on to Stewie Laundy. He'll be on tomorrow. He's not even confirmed, but trust me, he'll be yeah, on. He'll do it. The Texan, I think he's going to get involved. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk about the baboon hunting. And speaking about Kirsty, Kirsty Stanway and Steve Adot. Well, it is. Um, so that's all tomorrow. Alex, well done, Maestro. You've, you've had a big day. You've had a big, big day. Brooksy on fire again. To all our listeners, if you've missed any of the show, the podcast is waiting for you. We'll catch you tomorrow. See ya.